Welcome to Safe Space with Jess Poss, a growing and flowing vibe for the Soul Tribe. I'm Jess Poss, talking all things spirituality, personal development, life, and career, reminding you and myself to show up authentically in radical self-love. It is tough stuff, but worth the work. What's up, Soul Fam? I thank you once again for tuning in and listening. All of your likes, shares, comments, and ratings on Spotify and Apple are greatly appreciated. Thank you for all the follows on Instagram, too. You guys are amazing. I keep getting cute DMs from people listening with insights and feedback on the episodes. Thank you so much. Please keep them coming. I'm happy to um, shout people out if you give me permission to. Okay. Uh, This week, we're going to talk about unbecoming to become and this has become this recurring theme I'm hearing in the background of my life and I haven't sat down to work it out while I'm also like preaching it to uh, coaching clients right so what do I mean unbecoming to become so every new moon and full moon we have an opportunity if you know if you're down with the Wu, the, the Wu-Tang Clan, and, and you move with the phases of the moon like I do, symbolically or spiritually, whatever you want to, uh, however you want to. With the new moon, it's, you know, the darkness of the new moon. It's like the darkest night of the month, right? That's uh, parallel to the darkness of the womb, W-O-M-B, right? And that is the source of creation, for us in this 3d reality to be clear so during a new moon it's a time to manifest to create right we we have this dark empty space this this blank canvas to make our blueprint for what we want to manifest in the new lunar cycle and or beyond whereas the full moon it's like the manifestations are growing 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 we get to the full moon and it's like okay i'm completely full inside and out what do i need to release so that i can make room for the new things i want to usher in on this upcoming new moon so just like that concept of releasing to make room for what's to come and um manifesting creating aligning with action what we want to see come unbecoming to become is the same concepts like what do we need to release in our mind body soul to make room for what we want to become or what we are becoming so this is going to be an in i mean as interactive as we can be in this scenario i'm going to ask questions and while you are listening you can feel free to just you know, reflect and answer on your own, or if you are somewhere where you can actually participate in an activity, teacher, my teacher hat's on now, you can get a piece of paper, journal, any, any, anything to write on, whiteboard, chalkboard, whatever you got, and I suggest making a three-column table. With this first column, it's going to be titled Release, The second column is personal inventory. And the third column is additional release. (laughs) And you'll see why. So for each of these columns, I'm going to ask questions. And you can reflect in your own mind or out loud in the car or in your notepad on your phone or on paper. Whatever you want to do. Reflect on your answers. And I'm going to give examples of mine, but, but please note that your responses to these prompts are limitless there are no bounds there are no constructs i'm simply offering a prompt and um i know that sometimes limitlessness in responses gives people anxiety so i will give examples in my life you know volunteers tribute (laughs) sacrifice my fucking ego (laughs) on here um but please feel free to respond to these prompts as vastly and and personalized as possible for you. 
and then um, and then we'll talk about how to unbecome to become. Okay, so for this first column, release. This is basic, like what we just talked about. What do you need to release? What what keeps bubbling up for you? What keeps coming to mind in terms of things that you want to or need to or would, you know, are being called to change? And this can be anything from your inner world or outer world. So this really is, again, this limitlessness, this vastness. What do you need to release? So now let me give you examples of types of things you can release. But again, not limited to. You limitless light being. Okay. Some things that we can release for this activity in life or during full moons, whatever you want to do. Self-limiting beliefs. Okay. So any, any paradigm or belief that you have about yourself that you know is holding you back from taking a step or making a move. This could be very simple. This could be very complex. So I'm going to give some examples. A few. Okay. I am not an athlete, right? Um, but I love to play. I love playing and I love tossing things around, right? Whether that's like weights or throwing a dude on my back and back squatting him, which I've, I have retired that, but I, you know, I am what I am and I still honor my past. (laughs) Um, or like just playing, like playing, being a kid outside, like playing in the water. Um, a few summers back, this is actually many summers back now. Oh my God, almost six, five or six summers back. I was asked, very common on Long Island, there's some, there's beach volleyball leagues on Long Island, right? A friend of mine who used to play volleyball and is an athlete and his partner also, former volleyball, I think she played volleyball and is an athlete for sure, was an athlete, whatever. They asked me to join their league and I was like yeah as long as it's rec and as long as you don't mind if I suck I'm gonna I'm gonna join for fun and to play and I don't want to put I I intentionally like at the time I was with my therapist Joey and I, I said I was like I'm gonna do this with like the intention is to not try to be perfect at this and not try to be good at this because up until that point I would only participate in things that I knew I could do or would be good at otherwise I wouldn't like risk like god for a fucking bid i wouldn't risk the potential of not being good at something and like i hearing that i know how like that's what an ego what an ego there like you can't even be in a learning position you can't right like just you can't even humble yourself enough to look like you don't have it all together but really no i i could not for all my life my fifth grade teacher actually said that to my parents. She she was like, Jessica excels at everything she tries and she knows what she knows not to try what she knows like what she wouldn't be good at, so she won't try it. Um and she said it nicer, Miss Hoos, Mrs. Hoos. Um and that was like my first glimpse. I was like, that's true. Like I really don't try new things if I don't think I'll be good at it. But I'll watch it, I'll appreciate it from the sidelines. I'll give my commentary from the stands, which is something I no longer subscribe to. And anyone else that does that, I like I've made it very known, like I do not I don't vibe with that. So it's like if you're sitting up in the stands metaphorically commentating on the people actually playing the game that really is more of a reflection on you than it is on the people playing the game. So I've, I've had to like consciously remove that habit from myself, but that habit was part of a fear. It was rooted in a fear of like, I'll comment on these things because I don't think I could participate in them. And it's like, yes, you could. I guess you could, you can go play beach volleyball and not be good at it. And guess what? I did. And guess what? I was very bad at it. (laughs) very very bad at it but it was fun and I definitely in my badness I gave so many people so many laughs from like the bottoms of their bellies and I think that's more important than any athletic ability I could (laughs) fine-tune when I say very bad it was very very
<laughs> oh, thank you, Bubba and Steph. Um, okay, so self-limiting beliefs. Things that you that you hold yourself, you know, beliefs you have that hold yourself back from trying something new, trying something fun, trying something outside your comfort zone, right? Anything outside your comfort zone. So it could be a sport, it could be a rec league of some kind, it could be a hobby, it could be learning some again, learning something new. What are you holding yourself? Where are you holding yourself back? And what is that that you can release? Is it a fear? Is it an insecurity? And, you know, there's other cases where sometimes I've experienced with my clients. I'm like, I don't think you're afraid of failure. I actually think you're afraid of stepping into who you really are and being successful because that would come up come up with like a whole new set of responsibilities it would present a whole new unknown uncertain um list of responsibilities and you know roles that maybe are unfamiliar so think about that what do you need to release where are you holding yourself back from trying something new that might spark your soul Another addendum, addendum, whatever. This pod is not known for being smart, okay? What fears do you have that you need to release? Even what, what fears are keeping you where you are? This is very vulnerable, right? So I'm going to be honest about, and I, I think I've started to share this, and I don't, yeah, I started to share this a couple weeks ago. I have a very real scarcity mindset and money blockages in my mind that are minimizing with ongoing um, embodiment practice. So if anyone's interested in hypnosis, I do suggest checking out Mary Lou Hypnosis, something like that. I follow her on Instagram. If you just go to my followers and type in Mary Lou, she'll come up. She is a hypnotist for... Um, professionals, working professionals. Um, I found her through one of my favorite comedians, Annie Letterman. Also follow her if you want to fucking laugh. Um, uh, so this year I've been working on rebranding <laughs> my relationship with money and what money means and what wealth looks like and whether I'm worthy of receiving it. That's some deep shit. Because I'm finding that... Um, Last year, I came into a very nice, very, I don't know what the word is, lucrative bonus through work, which afforded me the opportunity to move um, into a home that I now own. It afforded me the opportunity to invest in an ayahuasca retreat, a high-end retreat. Um, it, it afforded me the opportunity to, what was the other thing I invested in? Whatever. doesn't matter. But, um, I worked really hard to get to that point. Right. And I really know that mode. Does that make sense? I know the mode of, I want X and I know that if I just work ABC every single day and I don't look up, I'll get there. I know that mode so good. Uh, what mode I don't know is when I get to X and I'm like, now what? <laughs> now what? <laughs> um, and I noticed that when I got the, when I received the bonus, it's a, you know, a dollar amount that I had never had in my bank account before in the, in one time. Right. And, um, this sounds this sounds funny, maybe like silly or weird. Um, it actually, it's, I didn't, uh, I, there's no way to say it, but like, I was afraid of it. I was very much like, I got to get rid of this. Isn't that nuts? Like, I was like, I don't want this in my bank account. I can't wait till I write this check to close on the house. I can't wait till I finalize this payment for my retreat. I can't, and I like moved certain monies to certain accounts. Like I wanted it the fuck out of my checking account or, you know, the, savings tied to my checking account does you know I don't know if that makes sense to anybody if that resonates but like it all ties back to this how I was raised and you know you know the you probably know the drill at this point my parents both had to work really hard money was always a struggle and not a guarantee our living situation was 
um, always a struggle and, and not always guaranteed to have certain resources available depending on money. Um, and I heard on repeat, you know, like we don't have the money. I don't have the money. We are, we are this, whatever the, this is right. And even if you don't believe it, if you hear things over and over again, this is why hypnosis works. This is why subconscious programming works. It programs you. So I have, you know, I am now unbecoming that I'm unraveling all of these like scarcity mindset, money wounds that limitly limit me to believing I can only make a certain amount of money. I can only have a certain amount of money in my bank accounts and that I, and with that actually comes with, um, this is probably sounds weird too, but an, an extension of that is like, I, I used to think I couldn't be around certain wealth brackets either, which is like, so I realize what that sounds like. Um, but growing up the way I did, I was like, well, those people, right. The wealthy, the, the people who are well off, I'm like, they must, they must be built different. They must have, a. They know something I don't know, you know, like they, that family, they got it figured out. And our generation, you know, our lineage, we just, um, that's not for us. And now through all this embodiment work and, um, practice around this particular blockage, I see this blockage coming up again, you know, like, well, do I bring value to people who make way, 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 way more money than me. And it's like, why wouldn't you as a human with a unique essence bring value to another human who's never met you before? Why wouldn't you? It's like I tied the monetary status to a human being. I'm not sure if that is clear. I hope that's clear. And these are, again, just examples of fear and self-limiting beliefs that I've carried for a long time. Growing up in like, you know, a lower middle class, maybe. I don't even know the class. What even is class? You know what I'm saying? And um, that work is really, it takes work. It takes like conscious aligned actions to step into that discomfort to rewire that belief into like no you can you can hold this amount of money in your bank account yes you can be around people who make this amount of money like as if that means anything on a human level connection level and other things that you can release aside from self-limiting beliefs and fears of course are like indoctrinations that have been handed down to us from society. So this one is, I, I often think about what women are allowed and not allowed to be, say, do, wear, consume. And like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> and it's like, I guess we know where it came from and maybe it doesn't even matter um, but even I, I, I like to think that I try to push up against those rules and I still find myself, it doesn't matter. We are, no matter how many of these layers, in my experience, no matter how many layers of this, layers of indoctrination I remove or like unravel from the onion that is myself, I'll be like, yeah, kick that one out. Like, look at me, who I, I think who I am, right? And then it's like, you're moving and cruising, and you're like, up. you realize you're up against another one, and you're like, oh, <laughs> these never stop. The hits don't stop coming. So an example of this is like, let me think of an example. So, oh, very simple example. Things we're allowed to and not allowed to wear. And this goes for men too, but I can only, you know, I can only speak from my perspective. Um, so things we're allowed to wear. And it's not just women, right? Now it's like women with this type of body can wear these things. And women with this type of body can wear these things. And women with this type of top or this type of bottom should and shouldn't wear these things what why 
What is that? It is consumerism. It is capitalism. I get that high fashion is art. I get it. And if you love that, do you. I support you in all that you love. But if it's holding you back from something, now there's an issue here. This is a problem. And I'm not shitting on any of you who subscribe to that belief. I'm just saying that I don't. And I'm working every fiber in my being to release those so that I can just feel good and comfortable every day. Like, I want to feel, I am in a place now where I'm like, I want to wear what I want to wear because it makes me feel good. Whether that's like literally it's soft and feels good, or I like go out and I'm like, I feel like my, my clothes are representing how I feel about me inside, you know? For like years and years and years, like the ongoing joke in my family is like, that my uniform is like black, gray, and grayish, just like gray and beige. And it's, it was funny because it was true. Like I wore, I mean, it's like a New York thing too, I guess, like dark colors, but I wore black so, 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 so often that I would like intentionally not buy col- like any kind of colored clothing. And, w- and then when I would have colored clothes, like it would just be phases and it, and it's all like tied back to not wanting to be seen. It's so wild. It truly is tied back to not wanting to be seen. Um, And now I'm in a place where the quarantine really helped with this, where I'm like, (laughs) when we get sent to timeout, like we all did during quarantine, when we get sent to our room, there's no one there but you. So, or I guess if you're living with people. Again, I can only speak from my perspective. But if you're living with people, I'd imagine there is a closeness there where you can like just show up in your raw, authentic self. I'm, I'd have to assume that or hope that for you. But in quarantine, I'm like, girl, wear whatever the fuck you want. Who, we're in a pandemic. This panty wanny is taking the life literally from people. So do whatever you want to do. Dress however you want to dress. And, like, I've always been someone that I love doing makeup. I love doing my hair. And that is an expression of me. And th- this is the first time that clothing has become an expression of me. And on doing all of the, you can't wear this because your body is XYZ. Nope, not doing it anymore. I will not wear something if I don't feel great in it. Which, that's a whole other can of worms. That's a whole other thing. But I will wear whatever I want if I feel good in it. And even if it makes you feel uncomfortable, whether that's like, I have cleavage out and you can't handle that, that's a you thing. Or if I'm wearing a form-fitting whatever and I feel good and you don't like it, that's also a you thing. And you are entitled to, right? People are entitled to think whatever they want about whatever they want. But we have to remember Other people's perspectives and opinions of us are none of our business. It's only my business if you bring it to me. And even then, I really don't have to accept it or engage it, engage with it. So that's just like another, you know, indoctrination can go so, this is such a simple example. But if you start paying attention to how you dress, you might actually realize like, oh, wow, I've developed this like, not unconscious, but like habitual, right? Like this habitual go-to clothing style, brand, place, whatever. If you start reflecting on it, you might be like, oh yeah, I started doing this because I wanted to cover up this or I am too scared to buy this and wear this. I'd be actually, I'm like curious now if that resonates with anybody too. So These are just some examples of things you can release. Self-limiting beliefs, your fears, any indoctrinations that have been handed down to us by generational patterns, expectations, obligations, or society. What do you need to release right now? Just like what comes up. Jot those things in your first column of your T-chart or just shoot them out loud, whatever. Now let's go to the middle uh, portion of the activity, the personal inventory. So now... Let's forget what we need to release. Let's let's take a real non-humble look at who you are today. 
So start thinking, who are you in comparison to you a year ago? What have you done? Sorry, I just let my phone die. What have you done, acquired, accomplished, achieved, changed, adapted, or healed about you in the last year? If you need help, like, getting started, a simple one is, let's look at your career, right? Where are you work-wise? Where are you job-wise? Are you in the same position or are you in a different position? Did you get a promotion? Did you make a career change? Did you make an industry hop? Where's your salary? Is it the same? Did you get a raise? Almost didn't get that word. (laughs) Where are you this year, today, in comparison to last year, in your outer world what's your outer world look like your home what's anything different about your home has there been any levels up or reflection or or examples of expansion in your home scenario that doesn't mean you have to buy a house just means like did you change something about your home or your outer world to feng shui you know your life How are you reacting to or responding to triggers this year in comparison to last year? Is there a particular trigger that you have spent time working on healing? Is there a a family dynamic that you respond to instead of reacting to better or differently? This year compared to last year. What about your relationship to others? Where are you at with obligation? Where are you at with allowing yourself to choose freely without the pressure of obligation? Or is that something that you need to release, right? If you're if if I'm triggering things that need to be released, I say just pop back over to that first column and jot them down if it's relevant. Where are you in relation to the depth of your relationships? Are you surrounded by people? You know that saying that's like you are a reflection of the five people you spend the most time with? Think about that. That is so huge for me. That actually triggered a lot of energetic shifts for me three years ago. If you are a reflection of the five people you spend the most time with, and that includes people you spend time talking to. So whoever you talk to the most, whoever you chat with, text with, email with, Zoom with the most, or you're around the most, you are a reflection of those five people. The ones you choose, not the one, you know, you didn't choose your children. Let's leave them out of this. They're they're just they're finding their way, guys. So think about those five people. And honestly, and you know, you don't have to tell me, but this is a safe space if you want to tell me. Are those five people a reflection of you that you appreciate and are proud of? Or do you want to switch up the roster? Do we need to switch players out of the bench, you know, the field and the bench? Sports, I can't. (laughs) You know what I'm saying, though. That's a big one. Are the five people closest to you the ones that you spend the most time with? Is there a need for a change there? Or do you think that you are accurately represented in that bubble? And remember, this is just personal inventory, like noting, like where you are, who you are, where you're at. Your outside world typically reflects your inside world, in my opinion. It's just my opinion. Don't come at me, please. No, you can. I'll, I'm happy to listen to your, your side if you disagree with that. And then finally, uh, no, not finally. We've got a couple more. What's your relationship to yourself compared to a year ago? 
Has there been an improvement in your, in your self-talk in your head? Has there been a decrease in negative self-talk in one area? Or in general? In general would be great, right? Are you thinking about things, like reflecting on things a little bit more than you used to? Are you taking time to be like, you know, I responded this way instead of this way. Are you doing that now? When like previously maybe you didn't. Are you reacting less? Like. If you're. Let's say your parents offer unsolicited opinions about a life choice of yours. Are you allowing that to. Dictate how you react or are you setting boundaries. Tuning people out. Um moving people's moving people out of different buckets in your life right sometimes the people whose opinions carry the most weight sometimes you need to recalibrate that bucket sometimes you got to take them out put them in a different one and put other people in there like yourself (laughs) and what is your relationship to spirit to nature to your to your spirituality whatever you you know your beliefs are about why we're here in your human essence. Is there a relationship there? Oh my god, a bird just... Did you hear... Oh, I hope you guys heard that. A bird just flew into the fucking window when I asked that. My heart just stopped. Oh my god. Okay, um, so that's a sign. <laughs> Are you... Um, what's your relationship to spirit, spirituality, na- nature? Mine is watching birds crash into my window. As a reminder, I do need to take a walk outside today. Message received. Oh my god. Um, and if you don't have a relationship to spirit, spirituality, your human essence, your soul, do you want one? And that could be personal inventory too. Personal inventory can be who you are, where you are, what you are right now, and what you want to become. That's all. There's no rules. <laughs> So in this list of personal inventory, I, you know, of course, I, I listed off all these different career things um, and my relationship to myself and how differently I talk to and view myself compared to a year ago, compared to two years ago, even bigger, and compared to three, three years ago, it is a completely different person in the best way. And I still love her, old me. But this personal inventory, this can look any which way. These are just some prompts that I thought I'd offer. What's your relationship to trust? What's your relationship to trust in yourself, trust in your gut, trust in your intuition? But also, what's your relationship to acting on those things? And what's your relationship to others, trusting others? What I'm noticing in my like spiritual journey in this healing process is... A lot of the trust issues I have with other people or a lot of the trust issues I had with other people were avoidable if I just listened to my intuition or on the flip, there's, there was a trust issue in myself that I projected onto other people. Some, not all, right? And that's okay too. We're all born with a set of gifts and other, and it's up to us if we want to tweak the other to build on gifts, and if not, that's okay too. Okay, so now look at this personal inventory list, like look at your bullets, read them over, sink this in, like look at who you are, think about who you are compared to a year ago, two years ago, three, five, ten, look at you, look at you. Now look at over at that list of fears and limiting beliefs. That list of things you want to release. Despite that, you got here, right? This list of where you are now, where you want to go. So that alone is powerful. That should show us right there, no matter what the fears and the insecurities are, you can still make shit happen. But now there's a case for, what if I smashed through these though? What if I smash the fuck through these fears and release these things 
And by release, I don't mean like you've erased it. I mean that you make a move anyway, right? What if you start doing that? Then what? And this is like where my brain goes. So now let's go to this third column. This is the final release. Looking at who you are now in your personal inventory, what you've achieved and accomplished, the changes you've made and adaptations you've implemented for yourself, by yourself. Because let's be crystal clear. Nobody but you did these things. You made yourself this. You made these changes. You accomplished everything on this list. No one else did. People may have helped or lent a hand, but you are the one that had to take a line to action, put one step in front of the other, choose to be conscious that day, and make those mindful choices, right? Now think about in the next six months, 12 months, who do you want to expand into? What do you want to continue becoming? And what do you want to become? So for this final release column, what do you, what will you need to release in that part of the journey? And granted, we're going to, you're going to have to see, right? Uh, As we begin these journeys, different fears and limiting beliefs will bubble up as other ones clear out. That's just the process. But what do you anticipate needing to release to make room for this new becoming version of you? And as you expand yourself, keeping this type of practice as like a check-in, you know, maybe like every few months, three months, definitely six months, definitely 12 months. Allowing yourself like 30 minutes to just sit and reflect on these things is such a gift that you can give if you're not already doing it, you know, maybe, maybe some of you are already doing something like this. And if you have a different way, I would actually please, um, I'm open to all personal development practices and strategies. If you want to DM them or email me, you can always email. What can you email? What's my email? It's. Jessica, safe space with Jess Poss at gmail.com, or you could DM me, safe space with Jess Poss on Instagram or at Jessica underscore Basilico <laughs> or at high.priestess.healing3 on Instagram. I would love to hear if anybody has additional personal development practices like these because uh, this really is a gift to ourselves. This is one way that you can show yourself love. Just like if you are like with a partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, or other, any kind of significant other. Quality time is a thing, right? Maybe not for everybody, but for most people, quality time is a thing. This is an example of quality time with you. And like writing out these things so that you can read it back to yourself, that's another love language. That's that's really words of affirmationing yourself. That I know that's not a verb, but... And... I hope that as you, you know, continue to stretch your wings, if the walls are too closed in, you have the courage and wherewithal to acknowledge my wings are hitting the walls. That's the first step. (laughs) And then thinking, I got to take a step or a flap uh, to get out of the room or to knock the walls down, whatever you got to do. And it's so much easier said than done, but there is so much freedom and growth on the other side that every single little feat will add up to feeling like a big feat. And then you could take on those medium and big feats and be like, there's actually nothing I can't do. Last year when I closed on this house, I've told you my house woes, right? Never thinking I could do it. Never thinking I was born to have it born to be able to all these not aligned thoughts of like who I actually am and always have been I closed on the house and I thought oh no (laughs) if you can do this 
what else are you holding yourself back from? Because at that point, this was the ceiling. This was like, I'll spend my whole life working and grinding to save money to try to buy a home, maybe with a partner, so I'm not so scared. And, you know, the universe had another plan. (laughs) And that's cool. And I'm so glad. But truly, last year, I was like, if I did that, now what? (laughs) And now I look back and I'm like, ugh buying a house it all I mean it's a lot of paperwork and it makes you age faster but it means nothing in terms of your character and who you are I guess it means something maybe I don't know I just don't put as much weight in that on that bucket anymore so now I'm like you've always been this person you just thought that you couldn't and now you did now what next next on to the next one right so that's where Leaving my 9 to 5 came in. Now I'm in this very... I'm in open waters, baby. Like, I'm working as an independent contractor with Psychedelic Spotlight, the number one source for all things psychedelic news, culture, legislation, and clinical breakthrough trials. If you're not following on Instagram, I highly suggest you do. And that role alone has grown me so much in three months. It is actually absurd to... I, and I won't bore you, but maybe another day. That role has expanded me, my own personal business experiences expanding me. Um, but I said to my sister, I feel like I got off the Titanic that was sinking onto a life raft successfully. And now I'm just on the life raft in the middle of the ocean. And I'm like, spirit, where are we going? <laughs> where, are you, where are you taking me? Because there's no clear path now. Now we're just, we're finding the path one foot in front of the other. And I think this is the point. This, for me, by utilizing this type of personal development tool, what can I release? What's holding me back? Can I move through it anyway? Who am I now? Acknowledging, you know, acknowledging who the fuck you are, right? Like, you are that bitch. Like, sometimes we need to hype ourselves like a best friend would. So if this list is too hard for you to write, maybe think, what would my best friend answer for me? And write that. Then read it to yourself. For real. Because there are blind spots we have about ourselves because we've been conditioned to be so humble and insecure. And I'm doing everything I can to hype woman myself and hype woman anyone else that needs it to be like, look at you. Look at you and who you are. Stop downplaying it. You don't have to do that anymore. You are safe. So now recognize who the fuck you are and think, who do I want to become? And start doing that. Every single day, take an aligned action that matches what you want to become. It's kind of like, you know that phrase, fake it till you make it? Well, kind of. There's there's some truth here because where energy, what is it? Where focus goes, energy flows. And I started acting like I was a business owner with no nine to five months ago. <laughs> and there is something in that embodiment work where you start tricking lovingly, trick yourself to believe you are already there. And then one day you wake up and you're like, in your kitchen making tuna and you're like oh my god I I oversee a couple of people on a team I'm trying to grow the training there and I'm meeting people that are like amazingly innovative CEOs of these companies and amazing colleagues and clients and opportunities to travel and my my support community and my career are now overlapping with my personal businesses. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. It's happening. I'm actually becoming aligned in all of my realms of life. There's no, the fragmentation of it all is starting to dissolve. Where before it was like, I can't bring this woo-ness to my nine to five. I'll bring it to my healing business, but I won't bring it to my consulting business. And I won't talk about it with these friends, but I will talk about it with these friends. Nope. No, 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 no. You don't have to do that. If you're doing that, I'm, you don't have to do that. I'm giving, your, I'm giving you permission. Give yourself the permission. You don't have to do that. Start showing up as you and everybody else 
around you can figure it out. That's their job, not your job. Your job is show up as you in your bright, shiny energy, in your wonderful gifts, in your truest spirit. Show up as you. Everything else will work out. Everything else will begin to fall away where it needs and, and attract where it needs. Okay, guys, if you want to share with me any of your releases, your personal inventory and your expansion and release, I would love to hear it. I would love to hear what you are unbecoming to become. DM me at any of my millions of Instagram accounts at Jessica underscore Basilico at high dot priestess dot healing three or at safe space with Jess Poss all on Instagram or you can email the pod safe space with Jess Poss at gmail.com. I hope you have a great week. Stay tuned for this week's tarot reading to the tarot we go. To the tarot we go for the week of today's the 27th. We'll pop this for 27th to August 3rd, August 4th. Whenever you hear this is when you're supposed to hear this because technically time is not real, but time is fluid in tarot. So whenever you're catching this is exactly when you're supposed to receive it. So for this week, we have the Four of Cups, the Ten of Swords, and the Hanged Man. The Four of Cups is all about um, the unexpected, like something coming in that you don't expect. Maybe you're hyper-focused on the three cups in front of you and this fourth cup just comes in out of nowhere. This opportunity, this gift, this message, this offer, something coming in that you don't expect that has the... Potential for stability. Four is a great number in tarot. It's all about stability, security. Think about like a four-legged table. There's like sturdiness there. And four shows up for the emperor, who's the, the big zaddy of the tarot deck, right? And he is the dad, you know, the, that archetypal, what? Archetype, that father archetype of um, stability, security, um, sturdiness here so this four of cups is all about something coming in you might not see it coming you might not expect it but it is a new offer and it is being sent to you from the universe and there is potential for stability here with a ten of so ten of swords following it ten of swords is a painful ending like there are ten swords just massacring this poor duck which like aches my bird loving heart um Ten of Swords is like painful ending, but it's also like the end of the cycle. It's like the hard part's over. You, you've already been sliced open. All the swords in your back, they're already, they're already penetrated. Like the hard part's over. Now you just have to mend from it, right? The cycle's over. So something's coming in on the ducktail of this painful ending, followed by the Hanged Man, which is all about metamorphosis and surrender so the imagery on this card is a chrysalis with um the artwork has the universe like painted on the outside of the chrysalis i've said this a million times i know i'm a broken record about the caterpillar but the caterpillar has to completely dissolve into liquid their body oh my gosh there's a butterfly flying right now um their body has to again hi um beautiful monarch the butterfly, no, not the butterfly. The caterpillar has to completely dissolve in the chrysalis into liquid form, completely kiss its body as it know it, as it knows it. Goodbye. Kind of like ego death, right? Releasing. What are you releasing? What do you have to unbecome to morph into the butterfly and then break out of that cocoon? Oh my gosh, that, that is so timely, right? The releasing, the personal inventory, and then the expanding and releasing again. It really is this metamorphosis, this hangman surrender. Surrender to this process. What do you need to surrender to? Surrender to the opportunity coming in. Surrender to the pain that you've experienced. Let that pain run its course. Let yourself transform here. It's not overnight this caterpillar to butterfly transformation or moth. No shade to the moths. Um, it takes time you will know you will just know when it's time to break out of the chrysalis you will know when your wings are touching the walls you will know this butterfly is circling my windows now i cannot make this up god i love god i love god <laughs> um so where in your life can you surrender to 
what's coming in and what's going. Can you surrender to the release? Can you surrender to the fear and the pain and take aligned action anyway? Can you surrender to this process? And at the bottom of the deck, we have the high priestess. That's my girl, number two. Uh, the mystic, the secret teacher, the trusting of the intuition, the observer, watching every single move, saying nothing, learning everything, knowing it all. Trust your intuition here. Whatever the first thing that came up was, trust it. What do you need to release? Whatever the first thing is, trust it. Who are you? First thing that came up that's loving, trust it. Let your that loving voice inside you, label that as your soul, as your spirit. That's who you really are. Label the doubt and the critiques and the criticism and the negative, that's your ego. So if you're talking to yourself more negatively than you are lovingly, I'm telling you, you're out of balance. Your ego mind, which is limited to 3D abstract uh, constructs and human thinking, should not that should not be overtaking your spirit your soul talk your loving talk getting them to a balance that's that's one goal but essentially living your life every day i'm still working on this of course living your life every day allowing the spirit to lead allowing your lovingness to lead that is where the magic is and that's how we're going to walk through these fears and get through these pains and what's going to guide us through this hangman metamorphosis, right? Trusting your gut, trusting the timing, trusting the process. Nothing is overnight as much as we want it to. I'm, I'm really coaching myself once again right now. <laughs> All right, guys, I hope you have a great week. Thank you again. Please share with a friend if you think this would be helpful to them. And I'll catch you next week. Bye. Thank you again for listening to this episode and all the episodes you've listened to so far. I appreciate you. If you are making a big life decision or have a big burning question, I encourage you to book your free life or career coaching consult with me at www.jessicaposilico.com or bring me those burning questions and we'll ask the tarot deck. You can book your live or video tarot reading at www.highpriestesshealing.me. Or if you're more in need of an energetic reset and to balance your chakras in a guided meditation and Reiki healing session, you can book that with me at www.highpriestesshealing.me. Come heal with me, guys. Bye.